Hello, my name's Ryan Foley, and welcome to Happy Humans, where we explore the world of human behavior. Today, we talk about memory. Is it possible to reshape our memories? And if so, would we want to do it? The answer is yes. And how? Well, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But before we go on, I have a question based on the last episode of Happy Humans, where we talked about the eyes being the windows to our soul and what we can learn from looking at our eyes. The question I got from Clarice Navidad on Instagram was, I remember hearing that people who look down while speaking publicly often show their thinking and processing information to properly communicate their ideas and that those who look back show that they are simply trying to recall memories. Is this a common body language communication that we can follow? Well, that's a great question. And the simple answer to it is, yes, there are times when we need to avert our gaze to either think about a memory, to contemplate something in the future, or to just plan out the words that we're going to say before we say them to make sure that we're speaking clearly. And there are moments when that will be absolutely necessary. Now, does that mean that the direction we look means something? Well, some people who follow neurolinguistic programming, or NLP, um, and follow the idea of eye-accessing cues, uh, where if you look a specific direction, that might mean that you're accessing a memory or that you're formulating something that hasn't happened, that you're thinking about something visual or you're thinking about something auditory or you're listening to the sound of your own voice in your mind. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, the direction that our eyes look is not really informative. It really doesn't tell us a lot. Every person's different. Uh, every person looks in different areas. But we do expect that there will be times where just because of the cognitive load, just because we need that extra energy to focus our attention on memory or thoughts, that we will look away. It's perfectly natural. It's normal. We should expect that. In fact, there may be times when we want somebody to look away. We want to know that they really are accessing their memory and they're not just saying what they were told to say. They're not just saying what they think we want to hear. So look out for that too. If there's a moment when you expect somebody to put a little bit of thought in and they maintain eye contact and go on unwavering in whatever they're saying, that might mean that you're not really getting the information that you need. For example, if I ask you, hey, on your drive to work last Thursday, did you notice anything different, anything unusual? I expect you in that moment to perhaps look away, think about it, maybe even grab your chin, who knows, whatever it is, I expect you to put some effort into recalling that day because the chance that you'll know exactly what happened a week ago, on a specific day, at a specific time, without reflecting on it, wouldn't make any sense. So thank you for that question, Clarice. And really, that is a nice transition into this topic of memory and reshaping memory. Human memory is no simple thing. Can you remember what your very first memory was as a baby, as a child? Most people don't remember much before about the age four or five. Before that, just brief uh, pictures, brief memories. 
but there's there's some kind of narrative to it, right? There's 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 something that's going on. My very first memory is of being in a wash tub, a, a sink. Uh, and being washed, presumably by my my mother, I remember seeing a pair of hands and soap, and I remember seeing a ring on a finger, and uh, and then I remember peeing on the person uh, washing me. So, uh, <laughs> not the most noble of first memories, but that's how first memories go. It's something that struck us at an early age, and this type of memory that I'm talking about here, this episodic or or narrative memory. These are how we remember events in life. In fact, we, we don't actually develop the ability to, to have this kind of memory until the age of about a year and a half to two and a half years of age. That's why none of us can remember being born or any of those exciting events that happened in the first few months of our life. So we simply don't have any of those early memories to recall. However, it is this kind of memory that we will use as we grow to define who we are as people that will uh, inform the narrative of our lives and where we've come from up to this point. And we all have memories in our past that we, can, that we consider as anchors to important events in life that shaped who we are. And this, it's this constantly shaping memories into the form of a narrative that makes us as humans so unique. Now, what's interesting is that when we do recall a memory, when we recall something that happened to us in the past, and we bring that image up into our mind, and we're right there in the memory, we can smell the smells, we can see what's going on, we can hear the people speaking, what we're actually accessing is not the original memory, right? We're not actually pulling back that moment into our mind. If this is a memory that we've accessed before, and, and really to remember well, we do have to con go on recalling a memory several times. But every time we recall a memory, we pull it into our mind. What we save back into our brain, the, the, the memory itself, is as we saw it after recalling it. So in other words, the memory that gets saved is not the original, but rather the last time we pulled up into our mind, the, the emotion we had when we looked at that memory, the way we looked at it, the filters we saw it through, all of that gets saved back to our mind. And so the next time we remember that memory, we're not remembering the original, we're remembering how we remembered it last time. And that's interesting because that means that we can go through life remembering things, seeing them from a, a unique angle or, or through a unique emotional perspective, and that will change how we saw what happened. That's interesting. We actually reshape our memories just by recalling them, just by remembering them. And the way we recall it will affect uh, the impact of that memory on our personality, right? So if we have bad memories and we recall them, one technique that we can use to, to minimize the negative emotional impact on us is to use something called cognitive reappraisal. That's when we, we look back on a memory, we, we experience it, we look at the details and we think, okay, how did this benefit me? What did I get from this? 
right? And by doing that, we change the filter. We change the way in which we see that memory. And then when we remember it anew, it comes with a slightly different emotional charge. It can actually be remembered in a way that we, we glean perspective from it. Interestingly, in many kinds of therapy, and even in religious institutions like uh, the Church of Scientology that does audits on people and, and gets them to remember traumatic events from their past and remember these traumatic events again and again and again until that, that negative feeling passes, right? this actually helps us deal deals with those memories. And, and in the case of Scientology, uh, that can be uh, a very powerful uh, experience for somebody that can border on feeling almost spiritual, though it's not. It's just how we humans are. We have that kind of control. Now, we're constantly forming new memories and, and we're saving these memories as a part of our ongoing narrative or as individual stories that, that speak to who we are as we go through life. But after about a couple of years, we don't, uh, we don't remember a lot of details, right? So uh, it seems to us that things have changed a lot in our personality over the last couple of years. In fact, this is a very... Uh, common perception that we have as humans that fortune tellers uh, like to take advantage of. If you ever go to the fortune teller, they'll probably say something like this at some point. So I feel like over the last two years or so, like you, you've, you've become a different person. You've, you've really gone through something that's changed who you were. And most people will think, well, yeah, I guess I have changed a lot in the last two, two years or so. Sometimes they'll push it out to five years. That'll give them a little bit of leeway. So you can say, well, a year before that or a year after that, this major thing happened. But mostly, most of us feel like we're a new person every couple of years. So a fortune teller will say that, make us say, well, yes. And then just by asking that question, uh, we've been reframed to think about the last couple of years as a story that now the fortune teller can lock into and then use as a continuation. But I don't want to spend too much time talking about fortune tellers today, and we can certainly talk about them and, and other kinds of charlatanism uh, in future episodes. But I will say, say this, we can use this little trick uh, to our advantage. Think about it. It doesn't matter if you're 87 or five, two years from now, you're going to look back and say, you know, I really, I really learned something over the last two years. I've, I've gone through something. I've become a new person. I've learned something new. Rather than thinking back two years from now, why not take control of the narrative now? Right? It doesn't have to be a five, 10, 20 year plan. The way our brain works anyway, we're going to look back on just a couple of years and see where we came from and where we're going. We can take control of that narrative now. What do you want to do over the next two years? What do you want to explore? What do you want to learn? Who do you want to meet? Where do you want to go? There's so many things. Set that goal now. Have some ideas of where you want to be so that two years from now you can look back on this narrative, this narrative that you already started today. And it's exactly the kind of memory 
that's going to put you in the place you want to be. It's exactly the kind of memory that will put a smile on your face. And you can take pride in knowing that you took control of that narrative process yourself. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Happy Humans. I look forward to us getting together again. If you want to leave a comment or ask a question, go ahead and do so. You can also contact me through Instagram at happyhumans underscore podcast. So leave a message or comment. This is Ryan Foley. Looking forward to speaking with you again next time on Happy Humans.